All right, everybody, listen up. If you're not 18 or over, this podcast is not for you. So just turn around and walk away, and everything's going to be okay. We clear? All right. I want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who's donated so far. It's really, really great that you uh, like the show so much that you're willing to shell out your heart in cash. Uh, for those of you who haven't donated, listen, times are tight. I totally understand. But if you have five bucks to spare, or ten, and want to keep the show going for another year, just go to Massacast.com, click on the donate button. If you don't have a spare five or ten bucks, which I can totally relate to, uh, tweet about it. Tell other people to donate. Go on FetLife, go on wherever, and, you know, tell people how much you like the show, or tolerate the show, depending on your level, and uh, encourage others to do the same, um, because it would be just great to be able to continue to do this for another year. So, on with the the show. Uh, uh, My friend Oliver, who I've been bugging him to be on the show for a very long time, finally agreed to it. Uh, You can find him on Twitter, Loving Violence is his Twitter name. Uh, and uh, he's, he's uh, you'll see why I wanted to have him on. Here he is, uh, Oliver. Welcome to the show. When I, when I, I've asked you for, I don't know, how, years to come uh, on? Yeah, for years. And, and every time I've been like, no, no, it's, I'm busy or yeah. I've made excuses. And finally I was like, you know, why not? When, I, can, I can just come on, come on and see what happens, right? Yeah, see so, what happens. Uh, what changed your mind? Just to shut me the hell up? Possibly. Um, go ahead. I'm I'm trying to think of what happened, and I, I there's there's not really anything that I can pinpoint. I I just decided that I might as well do this. Uh, I because I, I one of the biggest not biggest I get a lot of criticisms from uh, people who want to hear more guys and, that, more, that, and more switches, and it's not that I don't want guys on. Mm-hmm. It's that I know more women, and also women seem to be more. Uh, excited to be on the show and then maybe not excited they're, they're they're more comfortable talking about themselves or you know in, in at least in the kink scene or something like that yeah i, I could see that but and, and i think it may have been that i just finally started actually listening to to your show for the longest time when you were asking me to come on i wasn't actually a listener that's fine i'm not you know and then um i started listening and there was a lot of like femdoms, and I don't know whether that's just because you're a submissive guy, and thus you know a lot of femdoms, or because that's that's kind. Of, well, the, originally the the focus was just on that because that's all I was interested in, right? Yeah, and also because that's who I knew, mm-hmm. and and also professional female dominance have a vested interest of being on the show because it promotes them, right? Right. So in the early stages, it was very easy to get, you know, and then I made a lot of friends with a bunch of them, and there's something about the persona of. Uh, professional female dominates that that lends itself for the being open and you know and the personality you want on a podcast right i could do that yeah and then i you know of course i met more people and then of course i'm with sod on almost all of her close friends are professionals as well it just kind of happened that way i have no you know but we've had i'm always excited when we have a guy on <laughs> to mix things up because we have a lot of women who say i want to hear more dudes and, um, and of course, I guarantee you, there's some guy who listens just to jerk off to what the female dominants are saying, who's going to be, who's busy writing an email right now saying, I had to, how sk- dare you, how dare you have a penis on this show. So you can't please everybody. It's bad enough that you have one. That's right. That's right. And you're not in chastity. I mean, we get tons of that, that, that stuff. But, uh, 
Well, let's talk about let's talk about you. You grew up in you were born in Germany. Born in Germany. How long were you there? Uh, I was there for three years, but I my my parents are also German. It's not like I'm an army brat, so it's Germans all the way down. Um, and I moved to the states when I was three, but I went back to Germany every summer, and I went to a German school here. In the states, which means that every class was in German. Oh wow! I have a German high school diploma in addition to the American. Um, some bilingual. Are you um, a dual citizen or? I'm a dual citizen. Yeah. Tons of kinky people there. Uh, yeah, but I've I've no idea what that scene is like. Um, just because my my like knowledge of of German culture kind of ended when I finished high school yeah. because I was with a whole bunch of, bunch of, you know, Germans who had moved to the States much more recently than I did. So, um, so, so they were much more up to date on like kind of the German mindset and yeah. culture. Um, and I just, that's kind of where my knowledge has ended. So for the past, what is it now? Like, Ten years, I don't really know much of what is what's gone on. I, I we're planning our uh, our honeymoon, which we're hoping if we can save up enough dough to start in northern Europe and work our way down to the south of France. Just get a URL pass and just go go nuts, right? For a couple. URL pass is pretty awesome. That's I've heard, and so we're gonna we're gonna check that out. But uh, so I've asked people who listen to email suggestions of kinky places to go, right? I have no idea. We've had I had a one woman sent me. No kidding, like 10 pages of awesome stuff on just in Germany, right? Specifically mm-hmm. in Berlin. Oh, you can check these bus plates out. Huge, huge scene. And I've heard a lot of criticisms from people who are from outside of New York City who come to New York when they see New York. And they're like, I was expecting something completely different. You know, they, they were expecting, you know, more play something at more play glamorous parties. Or? No, more play at play parties. Standard model here, you know. I hear that that's... That happens a lot everywhere. I mean, especially in major cities where there's a lot more, like, stand and model, I guess. Well, but I, I know someone from Boston who came here. Well, I should say I don't know. A friend of mine who brought someone from Boston here to show the scene. And they're like, what the hell is this? This is the play party. This is, you know, this is a chat room. You know, this is what this is. And uh, they were shocked by mm-hmm. how what, lack of play that you couldn't do, all the stuff that you couldn't do. It's just... She was really upset. And even if you go to the private play parties, they're so used to how things happen in public that, you know, very rarely does stuff go to 11 when you're there, you know? I, I guess. I'm not I'm not big on, like, play parties and public plays. Not, not for any, like, moral or ethical reasons. It just, that's how my life has developed. Yeah. Kind of. What is it when you go to a play party? Uh, is it just like, okay, well, this is happening? Um... I'm. I don't feel confident enough in like my in in like starting up a conversation with a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like I can, if someone introduces me and gives me like introduces me to like some you know mutual. If a mutual friend of ours introduces me, then I will f- have a better. Go- like it'll be easier for me because I have a like something to talk about. Yeah. But I can't just be. I have very little confidence in just going up to someone and be like, Hey, I'm Oliver. What do I say next? <laughs> I'm, well, I just, it's, it's a skill I have not developed at all. Being your, being a switch, 
I would imagine it's probably more advantageous for you to approach someone as a dominant. Um, Just because that it, could be, but it, it's. I, I I also. I don't get as much out of play if there isn't the like a really close intimate connection. Um, yeah. Like. I I really enjoy. Um, Knowing, like, knowing someone, being able to read someone's reactions and then, you know, play with them accordingly. And if I wanted, if I'm playing with someone who especially likes Thud and I'm a good enough friend that I know if I really piss them off and slap them really hard and give them a really hard sting, it, you know, I, I like to know how my, my bottom will react. And and that's something you just can't find. Yeah, and and you can't really. I don't. I doubt that just pickup play will work yeah. that well. I, I mean, I'm sure. I'm sure if there there are situations where you meet someone and there's an instant connection and it works out. Like, mm-hmm. do do uh, are you involved with anyone right now? Do you have like casual partners? Or what's um, your... I have I have a serious girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. And how did you guys meet? Uh, actually, through friends. So, other other, kink friends. other kinky friends, yeah. but it was just in a we met through kinky friends, but just through regular vanilla channels. Yeah. It just wasn't like at a play party. It yeah. just happened to be with kinky people. And did you approach her? She approached you? Or did you just? It was one of those things that just sort of slowly just it just happened. This is something that slowly happened because um, we were. We were both with other people at the time and then kind of um, fell into like a little polyamorous like click. Mm-hmm. And then the two of us kind of split off, like emerged out of that. Um, so she started as my secondary partner, but is now my primary which was also a strange transition. I imagine so. Well, let's let's talk about a polyamorous click. It sounds like just a bunch of it, partner swapping. Kind of. Yeah. But um, especially with, with her and I, there was a much deeper connection. Yeah. And uh, that seems extremely complicated. It was, and that's why that click has ended. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. I don't mean to laugh at just the way you. No, I mean it, it's, it's. I don't mind you laughing. It's it's what one would expect if a whole bunch of young, inexperienced twenty somethings are like, "Hey, bodies, let's mix them up and let's see what happens." Yeah. Oh, this is new, and we don't have the skills for this. <laughs> what? What? So why didn't they teach this in college? What, so what was what, what was wrong? I mean, what, what did you do wrong? For those people um, who, I mean, I don't know if you can talk about it, but for those people who maybe are, are thinking of doing the same thing, what, what what did you learn now that you wish you, you knew then? That is a good question. Um, I I haven't really thought about that, so I don't really I don't think I can give you a straight answer right away. <laughs> That's all right. Um, I would say, let's just put it this way. If, if the situation presented itself again and someone, another couple came up to you and your girlfriend and said, 
we really dig you guys. Uh, we'd like to have a polyamorous thing with you. Would you say, okay, let's just play and let's just keep it super casual? Or would you, I mean... Um, I, I might. I mean, another part of why that click kind of ended is that the primary relationships within that click kind of dissolved mm. of their own accord. Um, so that was just another stress that added to it. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. That's one more. So it's, you know, there, there's also that it's not just that couples went in and then couples went out. It's, it's, there were, there were other issues involved. Uh, do you still consider yourself polyamorous? It's, I'm, I'm open to it, but I, I'm not poly at the moment. Just is your girlfriend consider herself poly? Less so. So it, it, I'm very curious about how this degree I have. I, I just can't get my head around polyamory. Uh, <clears throat> in this situation, you're like, well, I still want to have other partners just to play around with or something. And so if something happens, then that's fine. But we're not going to get in the emotional relationship or. Oh, it. It depends. Like like everything else in life, um, it's whatever you want to make of it. Yeah. So, for a while, I I was seeing myself, you know, living, starting a household with you know my two girlfriends at the time, um, and you know obviously that didn't work out that way. But I wouldn't see anything, you know principally wrong with that. Um, Now, I mean, I don't think that I would have the mental bandwidth to have like three, four or five partners. Um, I'm sure none of them are like, would then be, you know, co-primary if, but it, I know people who have, you know, it like, many, many partners, but they're not like close live in partners. Yeah. They're just like, Oh, Hey, I'm in your town on business again. Or I imagine I have no idea. I think, but, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong here. There's a lot of people who say polyamory because it sounds more dignified than what it actually is to them. They're actually like, I just want to, cause this is when, when I was, when I was single, I decided, well, that's it. I'm polyamorous because I, for, I didn't have one partner, but I said I'm polyamorous because I want to fuck everybody. You know, it. I don't. I don't. I'm I don't, not saying this is your right, case, right? I'm not. I'm. I would. I hesitate to give like one absolute definition of anything because that's, in my experience, that's just not how language works. But so, if you want to call yourself poly, and that just might not be my definition of poly. For so, me, for me, poly would have to have would have to have multiple emotional attachments. Um, and if you're, if you just have an open relationship where, you know, you can, you can fuck other people, but there's no, there's no love. Then in my mind, that's not polyamory. But if that is in your mind, then what do I care? Cause I, I see a lot of people say I'm polyamorous and they're just, you know, there's open relationships where they're, you know, and that's, so that's just a lot of guys too. I know but, a lot of guys who are like, I'm, 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 I'm polyamorous. And they, when, when that, you talk to them, you realize, no, they're not polyamorous. They, they're, they're really only interested in a whole bunch of fuck buddies, which is fine. But why don't they? Which is fine. But it, it might just be like a generational thing that you don't want to be, you don't want to label yourself a swinger because 
that might be like what, not what your parents did, but what yeah. your parents' generation did. And you, you just want to have that linguistic separation. Yeah. So now you can't be a swinger, but you're doing the same thing. So you're, oh, hey, there's this new term, polyamory. And the reason why it bothers me when there's a lot of, again, I see these, a lot of guys who do this. Mm-hmm. The reason why it bothers me, because I have a lot of female friends who do identify themselves as polyamorous, and it's the def- same definition you have, where it's they multiple emotional relationships. And then they'll meet a guy who says he's poly- polyamorous, and so they think, oh, this guy's the same definition I have. And it turns out he's just, he has no interest in emotion, but this, and this happens time and time again with some polyamorous female friends of mine. It's a, listen, it's a great, it's a great gig, I suppose, if you're a guy <laughs> and you're just getting as much tail as you want, but it's kind of misleading, I think, for a lot of. Yeah, but uh, you, you have, you have guys being dicks about everything all the time. So I don't see why that's why this would particularly be special. <laughs> this is true. This is true. I guess I, I just, uh, I'm emotionally protective of my female friends. And so I guess that, that's how it works out. Um, so you, is your girlfriend switch as well? Um, I've gotten her there. Yes. Okay. Um, she was pretty much entirely, uh, submissive. Um, but that just doesn't work for me. And so I, I, in, in, you know, bits and pieces, like fits and fits and spurts. Is that the phrase? Sure. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I got her to, to top me a bit and now she's much more, she's much better at it now than she was when that first started. I know a lot of guys who are switches and mm-hmm. are involved with submissive females. And, um, when, when, whenever they've talked about trying to get their partner to maybe try switching a little bit, it's not so much the act, it's the enthusiasm that they, they are hoping to find, right? They're, they're hoping to find something in that person that gets off on, because for me, at least that's, it's mostly about the other person getting off on doing what she's doing. Right. 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 Uh, how hard it, I mean, that's gotta be really difficult to kind of, it, it is. And, and at the beginning you just basically, there's just a lot of handholding yeah. through it. Um, because it's, it's not a skill that she had. She never had that role. You know, she'd never had that role in, in her life before. So there was a lot of worrying if she was doing it right. And, so can you, do you mind talking about sort of like the, the steps and how, how you don't have to go get into the gory details if you don't want, but I would imagine it'd be like, Hey, maybe we could try X or, or something. And then, I mean, there's, there's, there was a lot of, um, there's, it, you have to, or at least I had to like approach it very gently. Um, and this might just be because of, her anxieties, but I, you know, just say, I would like this. This is important to me. Just, um, like if, if it doesn't work out now, that's fine. I wouldn't expect it to go right. You know, the very first time have the like mind blowing submissive scene that I've had playing in my head for years. Yeah. Um, cause you know, that's not going to happen. <laughs> You're not going to go into, into, into like your subspace bliss the first time because you're, you're reassuring a whole bunch. Mm-hmm. She would like punch me 
and then say, is that okay? Or, you know, did I hit the right spot or something like that? And I said, yeah, sure. Like, just do that again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, but, and, and do you, do you see twinkles in her eye? Like where she, have you, has it gotten to a point where she either craves certain activities or enjoys them or is she, she definitely enjoys them. Um, like I, I still initiate the switching, right? So I'm, I'll, I'll be like, Hey, I've, I've, you know, beaten you up a whole bunch for a while now. How about we, we switch around? And when you're, does she, in, is she as a submissive enjoy the same things that you do as a submissive? Yeah. Um, she just, I'm not sure if I just have like a lower pain tolerance or I'm just not nearly as, as practiced at it as she is. Like she has a, she has a much easier time going to, into subspace than, than I do. Mm-hmm. Which I'm jealous of. It's a muscle. I mean, it, yeah, is, it, it is. It is. It is a muscle. But um, you know, it's it's. I wish I could get there more easily because you know it has its own reward. Yeah. Um, uh, what was the question? <laughs> no, we were, I was asking about if she enjoys the same things. The reason, yeah, we- yeah, she she does. Like, but um, she can like we both really like punching, but she can take a lot more than I can. Which is, makes it her job easier when she tops, right? Or no, because um, she wants to really land you. I don't. It. You'd have to ask her. Like she, she enjoys it because she enjoys punching me. I'm sure she would enjoy punching me a lot more if she could. Is it not? Is this face punching or is this? Uh... It's more chest. Yeah. Um, face punching is tricky just because it often ends up with a black eye, yeah. which is really awkward if it's hers. If it's her black eye, <laughs> yeah. you know, you have to, you have to set like a week aside where you're just going to yeah. crawl into a cave and, you know, live off the land. Yeah. <laughs> and then, but you know, otherwise it's just me and her and a whole bunch of really awkward stairs on the subway. Yeah. The, I, I would say the, uh, one of the harder, one of the harder parts I would imagine is saying, okay, here's, you know, you would put on a scene together, you know, you, you as a top, and you'd be telling her ahead of time, hey, what I'm going to do to you are the things that I love it when you do to me. And then now you do me, like the next night or something. It's, I mean, the, the physical part, I really, in, like, we, I enjoy the same things both ways. Um, emotionally, not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I'm, I, I really enjoy uh, mindfucks. Which is another place where, like, knowing your partner really well yeah. comes in. Um, Can you give me an, ex- uh, an example? Okay. You mean as a submissive or as a top? Or- as, as a top. Yeah. As a top, I really enjoy mindfucks. I I don't think I've been mindfucked as a submissive. I don't know how much I would enjoy it. Um, but the... Okay. So the craziest mindfuck that I've done on my current girlfriend, after which... I said, why do you still love me? <laughs> I had convinced her that I was a, like, psychopath murderer and I was going to kill her. How, how do you, okay, how do you convince someone that you actually have a relationship with? Um, she has to believe everything you say. Does <laughs> um, it, it help if she's already in subspace, maybe? She wasn't, like, there, there, that, that scene was entirely, like mental, emotional, 
verbal. Um, yeah. So there was wasn't really there w- wasn't really any like S and M aside from tying her up, but what, that just played into the, being being the crazy murder. Yeah. Um, but so like there were a whole bunch of details that fed into this. Um, like this was a day before I was going to fly back to Germany to visit my grandma or something. Um, the previous night, a, like a coworker was leaving, was like leaving my, my office. So we went out for drinks with them. Um, and so I tied her up and I told her that she had made a big mistake coming here. And, um, and I told her that the plane ticket I had was one way, um, that no one would believe that I was the one who killed you because we work, we're such a good couple. Yeah. Um, and like, I didn't, I had forgotten to mention the fact, like the fact that the drinks the night before, um, she had just known that I had gone out to a bar with coworkers. So she just connected that dot in her head. I'm trying to think of what, what other details were there, but it, 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 she was actually convinced that I was going to, going to kill her. And then, um, <clears throat> what, what's her reaction? Did she start screaming? No, she was resigned. <laughs> She's like, Oh, well, this is new. She, no, I mean, like, she, yeah, she, I was expecting more struggle, but <laughs> it, I, I'm not surprised that like, if you are in that kind of situation, your mind just freezes up. Yeah. Um, and so I ended that scene with, uh, if you dunk a metric card into water and then run it across your skin, it'll feel the water like dripping down your skin will feel like blood. Wait, so, so a New York city subway metro card, yeah. you, you dip it in the water, you dip it in the water and then, and then, you, as you like pull it across the skin, um, it's it's narrow enough. It's like wet, you know, thin enough that it feels feels like it could be a knife. That's crazy. If you're blindfolded, wow, yeah. Um, <clears throat> and the the water dripping down yeah, off like, the MetroCard feels like blood yeah. because you know it's unless it's really cold water. But you're not anyone who's skilled at crazy psychopath murder play will know not to do that. <laughs> um, and so if you, but so it'll, you'll feel something that could well be a knife and yeah. it bl- blood will run down. That's in air quotes. Yeah. Um, I ended the scene running the Metro card across her throat, just letting that sink in possibly for a couple seconds too long. I don't really remember. Um, and then, you know, taking the blindfold off and showing her the Metro card. And what was her reaction? Um, I mean, there was a lot of, like aftercare involved after that. Oh my God. <laughs> but, um, I think she was more impressed that I had the balls to do that. What? And, but did she but enjoy it? I mean, did she, she, she did, but, um, that, that kind of scene is really takes a lot out of you as a top as well, yeah. because at the end of the scene, you just find yourself going, wait, is any of that actually in there? <laughs> right. Like, what part of that is actually in, in my head? Like you weren't reading a script. I wasn't reading a script or anything, but it like, came from you. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things where you just like after after that, it's 
like I don't think I want to do that kind of scene again yeah. because it's it's like a lot of work on like as a top for the next day or a few hours was she looking at you like like what the what you know like still questioning that maybe I don't think so no uh, I don't know I didn't actually ask but I mean I, I did kind of rhetorically ask like why would as, as a joke she did you know she has said like why would you do that to someone you love yeah um <clears throat> And, you know, it might be that I'm totally, like, took advantage of how I, like, I can wrap her around my finger. Yeah. Which is fun and perilous in the same way. <laughs> I mean, but is that, like, the most extreme? What are some of the more, That's like, the time- more extreme, like, mental scene that I've done? What are some of the, I mean, can you give examples? For those people who want to get into this type of stuff, what's a good baby first step? Oh, God. Um, I, <clears throat> I, I don't know, because I... I'm trying to think of what else I've done. Um, I think the MetroCard trick alone. I mean, I'd, I'd learned that from like friends like years before. Yeah. Um, and so I, I didn't like that wasn't anything new to me. Yeah. But sure. Listeners go ahead. Use, use that trick next time you're in New York city <laughs> um, or Chicago. I think Chicago has similar cards. Or it has to do with the there. specifics. It, it's, it's just like any card that is that thin and that, that isn't, isn't actually like razor thin, yeah. like a, like a good knife would be. But if, if you, if, if it's just on your skin and moving, you can't actually tell the difference yeah. because why would your skin have evolved to tell that difference? Right. That's really fascinating and scary as crap. Did, did, is, yeah. did she tell her friends about this? I'm like, holy crap. Or is this something that... No, I don't think so. So we, you, you might need to get this cleared before... I, I actually cleared it with her before. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think... She, she probably hasn't told anyone. Uh, so what is it about mindfucks that... What is it? What is it about that scene that you just? Is it just because you knew that you could? It's. It was kind of a challenge just to see, like, how much trust I could violate. Um. I mean, like I said, I probably wouldn't do it again yeah. because it's, it crazy. Like it's it's a very risky scene. Yeah. Because it I've very well could have, you know, lost that relationship. Do you have safe words that you normally play with? Oh, yeah. And and so if she would have said, I mean, if she would have said the safe word, if she would have said the safe word, um, I probably would have, you know, I, I would have accepted the safe word, but probably after like a little 10 second delay yeah. just to fuck with her head a little more. Um, because, because we, we had also, we actually had negotiated like, that like kind of blanket consent where I, you know, I would be able to ignore the safe word. Um, and obviously in that, in that kind of scene, I, I would not have, like, I probably would have pushed my luck a little bit, but if I were, I mean, if I was completely convinced, the first thing I would think is let's test, make sure this isn't a scene, you know, let's, let's put the litmus test to it red or whatever. Because that's, but that clearly she did, didn't even pop in her head. Or if it did pop in her head, she she liked it enough that I she mean, didn't want to. 
maybe she just had would it be more or less suspension of disbelief? Yeah. yeah um, and she just thought that because if if you were actually if you're you know if you're actually convinced that this is what's going to happen, would you try it? What was the yeah? What was the aftercare? Like just um, here's some ice cream. Here's uh, it's just like a hug and reassuring that I was not actually crazy murder. <laughs> um, and like I I knew that I would kind of have to do my own aftercare because there's no way that she would be be capable of you know reassuring me that. I'm not actually a murderer or anything like that. Um, Got through that fine because we're still together. So is this a, uh, when you're doing something this, is this this erotic for you? Or is it just more of the mental power type of thing? I feel like I would be really disturbed with myself if as the crazy, crazy, you know, murder, um, I got hard. I was like, wait. Why? Why am I enjoying this this much? I if she was tied up naked, then I think you would have an excuse or something. But but maybe the crazy murder thing would be a little. Yeah, I think I think I was a little preoccupied. Yeah, trying to be Hannibal or whatever. Yeah, you know, I'm probably relieved that I <laughs> didn't get an erection. And then being like, oh god, I as someone who's but, but but if I had, I could be like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck you and then kill you. Yeah. I, I, as someone who's in the, alone in the same room with you, I'm glad. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, that. I guess we'll find out if, if and when this podcast goes up. Yes, if if it, <laughs> if it makes it. Early in your uh, exploration of kink, did you did you always know you were a switch? Um, I think I think I, I started out as a as more of a submissive or bottom. Um, just because that's the porn I gravitated to. Yeah. Um, but as a result, I had no idea about what actual kinky life was like. Because, yeah. you know, in porn, everyone has triple D tits and, you know, giant 10-inch cock. And, yeah. And life is just different. Life has actual people. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it was, I know, like everyone else just awkward times with with the first girlfriend yeah. who, you know, turned out to also be kinky, which was good. Um, how did that come up? I mean, how did you... How did that subject come up? I have no idea. I don't remember at how all. How old are you? How old am I? No, how old were how old you were at the you? time? Um, this was in college. Okay. So... Um, it just came up, and then, I, oh, you're I, I honestly, I honestly don't remember whether she said it first or I said it first. Um, and then again, I was like in that time, I was like this weird, not quite goth, but sort of kid. Um, so I'd like chains on my wall in my dorm room, shit. Um, and so in that sense, like the first time that she came to my dorm room, she was like, "Oh yes." Chains. He's 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 hopefully interested in the same thing that I am, and not yeah. actually a serial killer. Yeah. Um. And that just you know that 
also uh, how that actually turned into like kink in the actual, you know, how we work kink into that relationship. I don't really remember because you know it's just like a gradual thing. It's it's learning about kink as you're learning about the other person, which is so much. I mean. Which is like both good and bad. Yeah, I was just going to say because you, you start at, at the same point. Yeah, you know, you you know absolutely nothing about the other person, and you don't know anything about her kinks, but you also don't know anything about your kinks. You know, except for you know what you jerked off to. Yeah. Um. And which, as it turns out, isn't really that useful. It's you know it, it was good because we had that same journey and and there wasn't like you know one person who knew nothing and the other person like was you know very experienced and had to kind of bring them along and shepherd them through um and it also wasn't like two inexperienced people but one of them has had this fantasy for like 30 years and then has to break it and see what how that relationship Changes. What was her orientation? Was she dominant? She was, I think, she probably also started out as more of a bottom, and then we kind of worked our way to both being switches. Yeah. Um, but that's, I mean, it sounds, especially if it's a fun, if both people can make it sort of fun, hey, we're just exploring, wee! Yeah. Uh, then, then, there, we probably, I'd, yeah, probably, we, we, definitely um explored like the physical part first because that's easier there's you know if if there's less pieces to pick up if anything breaks um and you know kind of explored how how that works physically before you go into the mental emotional stuff but i mean that's probably i would hope that's true of most people did you go to uh, outside events? Did you, you know, do a lot of reading or how did you, how did you find? I mean, there, there was a, there was a kink group at, at, at college. Mm-hmm. So it was a, we went, we both went to Columbia. So we went to CV, mm-hmm. Um And that, uh, and you know, it's a whole bunch of learning things there. Like, Oh, that, this is interesting and yeah. that is interesting and maybe we'll try that. Oh, that's not actually a good idea. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's, it's kind of in that very like supportive group yeah. where, you know, we also have a lot of friends from, from CV now um, that like we were able to like explore kink. It wasn't just like the two of us. Yeah. You have like that, like you said, the support group and also, uh, when you have uh, resources to learn from yeah. and to get ideas, it's much better that way. Exactly. I'm curious when you're when you're first starting out like that um, with another person who's also interested. Are the conversations conversations just like, "Hey, let's try this." Oh, then let's do this, and let's oh, let's make a check, let's make a list, or pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like I, um, like I, I like I discovered that I'm really into punching, and I was like, "Hey, can I punch you?" And she was, she said, "Sure." And then she said, "Don't do that anymore." <laughs> um, but at least you found out, right? And and you know, it's it's things like that um, where you just try things out, and then 
you either realize that it's a good idea or a bad idea. And then when you, is this, this also the first time when you explored sort of the poly aspect of things or? That was, I mean, this was, this relationship lasted like through college and many years after. So it was that relationship, but the poly part came like well after college. How did that come up? Um, my, my current girlfriend and I just kind of like became closer and closer friends and then became a bit more than like became play partners and then like more than just play partners. And, but then there's a, how does that transition go? Like, so you meet you, you're with your girlfriend and then you, it's, it's a difficult transition, but I mean, but like, how does it come up? Like, Oh, I'd like to have her as a play partner because like there was a whole bunch, there were a lot of like poly discussions about poly at CV and also like kink events we went to. Yeah. Because there's a big overlap between kink and poly. Yeah. Um, and so it wasn't like an entirely new concept that had to be like explained to like both of us. Like we both kind of knew what this idea was. So you had gone to an event and said, Hey, if someone wants to play with me or if I want to play with someone that's cool. And that's kind of like how that first started. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then, so like it, just started out like purely physically. And then, you know, it, as it happens, no, like as, you know, it, as could easily happen, um, you just, emotions get, start to become involved. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm curious about it. So let's see, like you go to an event, you're in this relationship and the conversation you guys have a conversation before and saying, Hey, if we're at this event and I want to play with someone, is that cool? And then you both kind of agree. Yeah. Okay. We'll yeah. be able to play with other people. And then you, you start out with like parameters, like what is not involved, like where, where you, you decide where your own personal, like hangups about. Yeah. Like no kissing other person. or, yeah, you know, or exactly. something like that. You're yeah. like, you, you can't fuck. No, you know, whatever. But when you, I, I, I've always had, paranoia, not paranoia, knowledge that if I went, if Saad and I ever got to that point and we said, hey, let's go to the play party. And if someone wants to play with us, then that's cool. What I know would happen is if Saad would be playing with a crap ton of people and I'd be just kind of be, you know, the girl has a lot more opportunities, right? That's, that's true. And, uh, and I'd be like, well, Hey, this is, this is awesome. You know, uh, I've got an opportunity to uh, play it, with someone else too. And then nothing, you know, I would say that would be so, you know, that would just be so crushing. You would, you would have many fewer options, and that is probably just how the world works. So, did you find yourself in many positions where you were just kind of standing, where your partner's off playing with? Uh, she's the belle of the ball, and you're over here. You know, not I don't, not really. Like we both weren't really like like we we both weren't really that into like pickup play or anything yeah. like that. It really was just with with like that small clique of friends. Yeah. Um. And so, but I mean, if, if I, if I did have like some kind of problem with the, like that particular night or, you know, when she had a date and I didn't, um, it's, it would like, I, I would recognize that it would be my thing to deal with, but also I'm sure that if I had a date and she didn't, that like she would have the same feeling. So, you know, it's 
like it's just fair that we both have shitty days. Well, well, <laughs> but 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 uh, yeah, yes, it's fair that she would have a shitty time if you did and she didn't, and but vice versa. But the likelihood of those, you know, what I mean, the likelihood of those situations being equal is very. The fact that she could get more dates easily as opposed to you, just because she's a female and you're a guy, mm-hmm. it's stacked against you, and so it's not the same. You know what I mean? I mean, I guess it it might just be that I'm just not wired for, the, like, that much jealousy that way. I don't know because if jealousy it, is the it, right word. It's more of a... Or, or, or you just... Would you just be envious that she has all the attention and you are just like, oh, da, 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 come on, someone... Does, you need someone to spank. I've got a butt. Yeah, right. Yeah. It's almost like... It's almost like... So we have, we have a, a number of friends who are f- fairly well off. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you're like, hey, yeah, we're going to go to... We're gonna go upstate, or we're gonna go X, Y, and Z. We're gonna for for a three day weekend. We should all go, and it's just not in our financial cards, yeah. you know. And so we're just like, oh well, have fun. But you know, we're fine with mm-hmm. that. But if if we were the only people left in New York, that's what it feel like. And everyone in New York says, hey, we're all gonna go to Cancun for the weekend. Okay, well, go have fun. we can't, but go ahead, have fun. And we're just gonna we'll be sitting here masturbating, you know. It's just kind of like <laughs> it just it just mm-hmm. sucks, you know. Yeah, uh, the fact that. You know, I. I mean, maybe we maybe we just didn't play that way. Oh. wasn't We didn't really go out looking for mm. for new partners. It just was kind of whatever, like whatever connection happened between friends yeah. that like became closer. Um, and I don't know if we if that situation ever really came up that yeah. like I I was you know, stuck at home waiting while she was like out gallivanting with everyone. When you, when you, when those situations arose where you were, you know, you were, you were not out exploring gallivanting and she was gallivanting. When she comes home, do you say, Hey, how'd it go? Yeah. And then, but when you, when you're saying how to go, do you really mean how to go? Or were you like, I don't really want to know. Just say, no, I mean, I, 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 it, I felt very secure in that relationship. So I wasn't worried that like she would go out and find someone new and be like, Oh wait, you're, you know, yeah. Hey, new guy, you're so much better than, than that old fuck fart over at home. <laughs> right. Um, so if there was a lot of, um, there's, there's a term in the poly community called compersion. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it, but I can't remember it's, what it's. It's like the. I think it's if you sprain your ankle, you tie, you tie something tighter. Is that what? It, no, no. It's if you. Um, it's basically like the vicarious joy uh, that you see that you experience in seeing your partner happy. Yeah. So like, you know, she had a good time. So why wouldn't like, then if if there wasn't anything that like she actually did with me or to me that like you know made me be angry or sad or whatever like why wouldn't i be why wouldn't i be happy that she had a good time well the concept of this is great because it's logical right yeah emotions aren't logical that's the definition of emotions right (laughs) very true i'll give you i'll give you the closest thing i have to this is sod when she has a client Mm -hmm. you know and she has a scene she comes home you know we've learned that I don't want. I don't. I don't want to know the details. Do not want to know the details. I'll, I'll say how to go, and she'll say fine. 
if it actually went fine. And I'm glad it went fine. I mean, mm-hmm. It went well. I'm glad it went well. And I am actually genuinely glad it went well. Or if she'll say, oh, it's horrible, the guy, you know, she'll just say the guy was a douche or something, whatever. She'll say, she'll give me the very brief Cliff Notes version. She, she knows not, I don't want to know the details, right? Mm-hmm. They're like, no, why? No, I don't want to hear that. God, no, that's horrible. That's like the word, don't. So now it's like, hey, how'd it go? And I'm like, it's almost like when someone says, hey, how have you been? They don't really want to know how you've been. <laughs> you know, I mean, they want to know yeah. that you're doing well, but they don't want a, they don't want a story, you know? Right. He's like, oh, boy, let me tell you, sit down. I've not got a tip. So we have a thing now. Hey, how'd it go? Fine. Good. Would you like something to eat? You know, and that's yeah. it. End of it. I just don't want to hear. Just don't want to hear, right? Um, that's just, but that's just me. I don't have, I have compersion to the, to the point where I want to know she's good. Yeah. And I hope she has a good time or I hope she's mm-hmm. not miserable. Right. 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 But, <clears throat> but yeah, like, what am I trying to say? Um, but the, there's no like one true way, yes. no matter what the internet tells you yeah. about how to do anything. Yeah. So I read a, I read a, I can't remember if it was Cal, I think it was Calico or someone, I, someone wrote a blog post. Someone wrote a blog post about how jealousy is a horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And, and this post basically said, Hey, listen, if you're jealous in our relationship, that's on you. I don't give a fuck, you know, it's yeah. sort of like, but if, if, if not being jealous is valid, then being jealous is just as valid. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's an emotion. Right, right. You can't, uh, I'm always like, well, why is it my fault? I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm jealous. That's how I am. Right. That's, are you just I've, not a jealous I've, person or that? Probably. I don't think I, I would be because I mean, the, the one time I got jealous was when, when my girlfriend at the time played with someone else and did something with them that she wouldn't do with me. Okay. So that was just like, why does, why does he have a permission to slip for that? But I don't. Yeah. Um, what was the, the answer? The answer is really just that it's, it's, um, it's harder. Like, it kink can't like kink can be riskier if it's with you, like your committed yeah. partner than if it's just you know some some someone you met at a play party yeah. because you know if if something goes horribly wrong at a play party with like pickup play you're just like oh well that was shit yeah let's walk away yeah um but if it's in the if it's like your actual committed partner, then you got to deal with that. Yeah, you got to deal with that. Yeah, um, I can see that. And so I've I've I don't want to like name drop other podcasters. That's fine. Um, like Mark Marin has said, um, I'm trying to remember what, exactly what it is. Like the the riskiest sex you can have is with someone you care about. Yeah, and it's the same thing. Yeah, because you know if you don't care about them you know if it goes poorly then it's no skin off your back yeah you're you're a fairly tall guy i am how tall six five six five 195 centimeters for you people overseas yep so you do you find that being uh your submissive side it's much harder 
being tall than if you were. It's there seems to be a certain. There are some women I find who really get off. I'm six two. I don't want to brag, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I didn't actually do anything to achieve that. High five! Hey, tall people, the above six footers club. Uh, there are some women who really get off on the fact that you're you're tall and that you, you're they're controlling it. And there are some other women who they cannot feel dominant towards you because you're so tall. I mean, I, I could see how it's it's you know it's it's hard to feel like you're in charge of you're you know overpowering someone when you're just looking up at them, trying to like you know scold them like. <laughs> Like your mom did when you like outgrew her. Yeah. So I could see how that's a problem. Do you hear? Have you ever heard anything from anyone saying like, "Ah, eh, you're just too tall," or "Boy, you're tall." I'd love to bring it down. I mean, no, not really. Like, like I said, I, I haven't, um, I haven't really like gone for much of that like public pickup play. Yeah. It's really been like mostly in the two committed relationships that I've had. Have you ever? I had to deal with the going on caller me and, and searching. Have you? You've never. No, had I've to, never done you that. Lucky son of a bitch. I guess that. Oh, you are. You are. Part of me. Part of me envies you, and part of me feels bad for you that you ha- you haven't gone through that. Yeah, formal... and, and you know it's it's. Uh, I'm. So every God, th- goddamn privilege. And every so every time we, we've ever sat down, or every time you've heard me bitch and complain, you'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but, uh, you know, I... Because we've, we've, we've crossed paths in for yeah. years and years and years. And and I know that, like, you would very often, like, you would be single and trying to, and single and looking, I yeah. assume. Um, and I just didn't see that as being very different from, like, being vanilla and single and looking. I... I mean, you're you're trying you're kind of going for like a smaller field and trying to find kinky women, but it, it, it's that- it's a, it's a lo- it's a longer it's a longer search, right? I mean, if yeah. there's like what happens is it's it's almost like saying, "Hey, you're you're uh, well, it's like you have to cycle across America, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, it's tough, but everyone does this, right? Plus, you're gonna pull this trailer behind you and wear this uh, 500 pound backpack, you know, this sort of like yeah. you know, so all that's Every time when I would complain about it or something like that, I thought I was talking to a brother. But it just goes to show that you are, you, you are very good at at empathizing. You're like, oh, that's too bad, you know. But because I always thought, yeah, he knows what, what, I'm what, talking what, about. what am I going to do? Be like, ha ha, sucks for you. I I'm living the life here. <laughs> uh, what's calling me? I've never what, I've never heard of it. I mean, I've heard of it, but like I've mostly heard that like it's just full of. Horrible, horrible people. Yeah. But then again, that's the internet for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. One thing I'm always, I'm always curious to ask about switches is when you are you is it is it sort of like you're in the mood for something and, and, and that is, or is it dependent on how long it's been since you've experienced something? What is the you wake up one day and oh I feel submissive today, or oh I feel it's it's more that at least for me I tend to go in like long period cycle, so I'll like. I'll feel more dominant for like a month or two and then feel more submissive for a month or two. Like wherever I tend to fall in, in that like cycle and wherever that, sorry, wherever that party tends to fall in that cycle, um, is just what, what, what I'm predisposed to. Do you have, is there any way for your girlfriend to know what, 
Or can she just tell? Oh, he's submissive this month, or probably. Like, I mean, it's it's pretty clear. I mean, another another thing is which I guess wasn't like wasn't quite mentioned earlier is when I'm like as a submissive, I really kink on chastity and and denial. Mm-hmm. So if I haven't come in a while, I'll feel a lot more submissive than than otherwise. So like, what's so a while? The longest I've done is six weeks. And but, do you have the device? You're, you're doing that? Or you just, yeah, I, okay. I do a device. Yeah. Cause that, I know, is more fun. Sure. Uh, and she's into it and she's, she's yeah, the one she, she's into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so like, it's, it's, I'm definitely like predisposed if I'm, you know, that kind of horny. Yeah. Um, to, to being submissive. So if we go to a, to a play party and, and, you know, and I'm locked up, I mean, it's fairly clear what, what I'm, you know, which role I'm going to have. Yeah. But at the same time, what I'm curious about, like exploring, which I haven't like, really had the chance yet. Cause it's, it's really like, you have to find like the, the person at like the right mood yeah. um, is like being a dominant while locked up. And so you could, um, I could see the scenario where like you have to like, where I would have to punch her a certain amount and then either I, you know, didn't punch her enough or too hard, or, you know, yeah. whatever kind of way she wants to spin that. Um, it's like your but like, but like, it, no, it's it's yeah. it's really more about like mixing those headspaces. That's really amazing. And and like I I want to do that. I haven't really done it yet because you just have to find that like one like you have to find that like one moment when that is how how like both of you are wired. How when if she's in this really long stretch, I've heard some people who who've said, "Look, uh, I don't want person uh, chastity is great but i don't want to not have sex how do you how do you deal with that you just you, you do other things you have toys and all this or or do you have sex um, and then not orgasm sex and not orgasm yeah. or um you know toys i'm i'm not above like putting on a strap on myself and yeah. using it on her yeah we're, we're, we're both aware that there is more more to sex than just like penis and vagina yeah well, I've I've always heard people people on the what is the the who the person out of cha- the person who's in chastity who what was the name of the key holder what do you call the person who's key holder okay. I guess is so the, the the prospective key holders when their partners bring this up they're like yeah but I want to have sex you know that's sort of one of the more common mm-hmm. questions about it right um, right I mean no, what I've read about online but I haven't done yet is like people will get like um get like a numbing cream and then you know put it on their cock so they can't actually feel feel anything put on a condom so that she doesn't get numb too yeah which would ruin the whole point of everything (laughs) um the condom broke whoops sorry and then you know and then he would just have a you know nice frustrating time yeah um when you do Let's say you go six weeks, and then you do have an orgasm. Does your head implode? Kind of. It's 
like it's almost like too much after that time, right? Um, just because you just have all this pent up, you know, yeah, energy and desire and all that, and you just don't know what like it's just this sensation that you haven't had in so long. Do you afterwards? Do you sort a little disappointed that it's over? Kind of, yeah. Wow, it's. In the moment, I'm sure this is. I'm sure in the moment it's fine, right? It's great mm-hmm. in the moment, probably. Yeah, but there there is a part of me that is like disappointed that it's over, but then another part of me is like, stop being like a selfish dick. It's not all about like <laughs> you getting your rocks off by not getting your rocks off. <laughs> I've seen, uh, I've read people who have blogs about you know BDSM, and some of them are uh, chastity focused. There are people who. Uh, in the chastity community who wear the duration like a badge They're like yeah no five years you know and it's and it's sort of it's they they phrase it in a way of almost like here's how bad i've got it or look how awesome i am yeah or or whatever for being denied or whatever i don't care for that yeah. like whether whether some random guy on a computer is impressed by you know how long I've been locked up or not. Yeah. How does that affect me? I don't, I know. Maybe, maybe I'm just like too much of an engineer about this, but I don't care. Like <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed that like, you know, people go for like a year or whatever, you know, I'll be like, Oh, good for you. That's not for me. Yeah. I, I want to create a persona, an online persona where the, the handle is called one month longer. And whenever I see any guy comment on how long he's been you know, locked up, I'll say, you know, two years. Oh, well, two years and one month for me, you know, or just just to mm-hmm. kind of take him down a peg because they seem so proud, and I don't understand why, you know. Yeah, but I mean, there there are a whole bunch of other. I know a couple of people who who like have gone long stretches, and they're just blasé about it because yeah. they know it doesn't really matter. Yeah, like. Um, and I'll just be like, yeah, it, it happens to be like 140 days and counting, but you know, it's like um, one one blogger, uh, Tom Allen. Yeah, um, he I think he's done like a year, but he just did that mostly as like a challenge mm-hmm. to see like whether he could do it. Yeah, um, and I imagine like if I if I were to ever go for a year without orgasm, that's probably the same reason I would do it. When you're like that, do you find you have to find, uh, you have all this excess energy. Mm-hmm. Where do you pick up a hobby? Do you start needlepoint or what do you, what do you do to, where do you focus that? I, I don't know. I haven't really like paid attention to that. You know, I, Cause, I, cause I, it, it also, I don't know, maybe it just tends to be like a gradual buildup. So I, like, I don't, no, notice the the like change, yeah. Because it's it's like it's myself, so I don't really notice. Just like, um, like when when you're when you're a kid and like, you know, some relative you only see like every two years. You're like, oh, how you've grown! Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Didn't that hurt? That all that growing? And I'm yeah. like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. I don't. I don't know. I got nothing. I'm made of shrugs. <laughs> yeah. I'm made of shrugs. <laughs> I, I see. I, I mean, you're probably right because I imagine that if I ever was had to be in chastity for a long period of time, after a, there'd be a certain point where I'd have to become a vigilante you, crime fighter. 
<laughs> that's the only outlet I could write. I mean, I'd have mm-hmm. to go, I'd have to fight crime uh, in vigilante style. I would probably be the only, I'd probably die like my first night out, you know, hitting the streets, but still, I mean, I, you would have to go you, somewhere. I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's why I ride my bike everywhere. That's probably, yeah. Um, but so like, I don't know. I hear obviously, I, I read uh, that you just kind of plateau. It's not like a build up every day yeah. for like weeks and months and years. You know, it's, at some point, your your balls are just like I've got enough here. <laughs> I'm not making any more. That's right. We're, listen, we're going on vacation. You go ahead and do what you got to do. Let us know when you need us again. Well, this has been this has been really fascinating. I appreciate you finally agreeing. I hope this was completely. Yeah, no, this was cool. Piece of cake. No yeah. Problem. I enjoyed it. Hope you're willing to come back again. Yeah, gladly. We can talk more about Anytime. biking and heavy metal. We didn't get to heavy metal, but we'll talk about heavy metal as well. And uh, thanks for doing this. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you can find Oliver uh, on Twitter. Loving Violence is his username. Uh, and thanks, Oliver. I hope he comes back again. Uh, uh, but I hope he doesn't scare me with another story like that. Uh, that one. Massacast.com. If you've got five bucks to spare, won't you donate, please? Uh, It would really help out a lot. And um, thanks a lot for listening. We'll talk to you later.